you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. All right, welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, where we have been interviewing people all around in different parts of the travel and hospitality industry, especially this year when it has been such an interesting year. So many things have changed, and I'm delighted to have on my guest today because he has definitely been extremely visible and and monumental within the concierge profession and he's got a lot to to share and has so much experience and also we'll be diving into what we think the future of the profession holds so uh, without further ado a big warm welcome to robert marks who is not only the past president of Le Clay d'Or USA, but he is also the current zone director of the Americas for Le Clay d'Or International. So Robert, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Sarah, thank you so much. It is such a pleasure to be able to be with you and to be able to have a couple of moments to speak about uh, an industry which we both love and have a, uh, a desire to get back into. Yeah, absolutely. So um, why don't we just go ahead and just... Get- I always like to start kind of um, at the beginning so it gives everybody a sense of, you know, what this experience has been like um, for you and then how it's sort of inspired change and what you're sort of seeing right now. So you are uh, based in San Diego and especially that it's it's being it's a city that's so much based in convention business and cruise business. Can you share a little bit about what it's been like the pandemic experience was like in San Diego and how things have changed? Absolutely. You know, San Diego, as you said, is such a city that thrives on tourism, conventions, uh, group meetings. Its backbone is the tourism industry and like many other cities, unfortunately, San Diego has really been devastated uh, by this pandemic and the effects of it on our tourism and group uh, business. So we have seen, of course, a huge reduction in uh, the ability for hotels to succeed uh, financially because the hotels are unable to do what they do best, which is to house individuals that may be in San Diego for groups, conventions, uh, leisure, or part of the cruise ship industry. And as you said, the cruise ships are another backbone of San Diego. And with those being unable to uh, to go to port or to be able to sail, we're seeing a huge decline in the business that would come from that area. So we've really been uh, challenged by this, as have many others, of course. Uh, but we are we're facing this challenge, and we're trying to uh, to look at opportunities in which we can grow and uh, and succeed once this uh, pandemic. Uh, ends for all of when I know it's like when will that time be I know we're not there yet but um so I mean certainly you've seen a lot of changes in San Diego I, I mean how have what changes have you also seen in hotels not necessarily just in San Diego but I know that with your position certainly within uh, Lake Claydor International you get to speak to a lot of concierge from around the world and so you are sort of privy as to what the experience is like in hotels worldwide. So can you share a bit about about that? Yes. Well, thank you. Yes. You know, I have. I have been able to uh, to experience, of course, firsthand uh, the, the change in hotels, 
from a traveler's perspective, but also I've had the opportunity to hear from uh, my colleagues and industry leaders throughout the world as to how this has affected the way in which they do business and the changes that they've had to make in order to uh, survive in uh, during this time. And so what we're seeing right now throughout the, the hotel and hospitality industry is a diminishing of staffing, a diminishing of the amount of individuals playing an important role within the hotel. And that's generally done just so they can survive financially because they're not having the amount of occupancy necessary in order for the hotels to be able to have the revenue to generate the ability to have the staffing that they would normally have. So we're seeing more people or less people, I should say, doing more things. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing staffing on a minimal level, but doing maximum work. Mm -hmm. Where you might see a, uh, let's say for instance, a front desk agent, uh, that front desk agent, instead of being just a front desk agent, is now a front desk agent plus a telephone operator, plus also possibly a bell person, a door person, maybe a, even a security or a loss prevention agent. They're wearing multiple hats. Mm -hmm. And that is strictly because the hotels cannot afford to have the staffing that they would normally have in the past. Mm -hmm. And personally, I've seen uh, another interesting trend that uh, I witnessed while in Las Vegas uh, several months ago that a particular hotel had done away with the entire front desk staff uh, for your check-in process. So during the check-in, instead you, of going up to an agent uh, at a front desk, you instead went up to a kiosk. Uh, you inserted your credit card and your driver's license. It verified your information electronically, and then it dispensed to you your room key, and you never once had human interaction at all during your entire check-in or check-out process. That is crazy. And it's also crazy because, I mean, that's so much of what the hospitality industry is based on. It, it is these human interactions, and to not have that... and. Of course, my first thought was when you were telling me this story is, okay, what, what's going to happen to the people that can't figure out the machines? Like you have to have a person there that, and at some point we will get back to, you know, a different, a different way of, of functioning and <laughs> how sustainable is this? Yeah. It, you know, what you say is so correct. Part of the travel experience is not just the beautiful surroundings of the building in which you're staying, but it's the environment created by the heart and soul of the people working within it. So by taking out that human element and by putting in technology, you're taking out the humanity and the hospitality, which is what people are expecting and paying for. And that is really the devastating effect of, of these decisions. Mm -hmm. People are not getting what they deserve when staying in a luxury hotel when you've taken the soul out of it. And the soul of a hotel is the people that work within it. It's so true. And unfortunately, you know, what happens in this case with this technology situation is if you have a challenge at check-in, you press a button... <laughs> And you call for a human being, and then you're required to stand off to the side and wait for someone to come from another location to come and assist you. So 
how efficient is that? Mm -hmm. And how does that make you feel? And that is another part of what we do in this industry. It's how we make our guests feel. It's how you feel as a traveler. Mm -hmm. Do you feel you're like another cog in a wheel (laughs) of a machine? Or do you feel as a person being taken care of and looked after and cared for? Mm-hmm. And that's what's uh, what is one of the saddest parts that we're seeing is the people that truly care and have passion for uh, the experience of guests have been taken out of the equation at the at the cost savings analysis. Exactly, and you know, at the at the other side of it is that you know, as far as running a business, one kind of understands. I mean, desperate times call for desperate desperate measures, but it is it is very challenging because. Again, that is the heart and soul of hospitality. It's the heart and soul of these businesses. And to remove that, what are you left with? And, and it's, it's also interesting, too, because every, every city, every market is a little bit different. Um, also, every property within those markets is also different. So um, what are you seeing? I, I know that obviously we've talked about that uh, as far as these are roles in general is that less people doing more jobs. That's fair. But uh, what are you seeing as far as the reopening process looking that it's like, what, it look, what it's looking to be? like, And if not just like at your hotel, but even just hotels around the world. Yes. Yes. I think uh, I, have a, I have a true feeling that there will be a, a dramatic shift when we are allowed to fully reopen as a society, as a world, and where where travel is once again allowed, I think we will see a great uh, renaissance of our industry because there is a pent-up desire mm-hmm. in, uh, in travelers, in, in humans, to get out there and experience life again. So much of life has been denied during this pandemic. We have been denied so many of the elements in which we thrive on, that human one-on-one interaction, uh, the the ability to learn and grow and see things that once we're allowed to, I think we're going to see a huge demand for it, which will allow for a great new opportunity of growth within the hospitality and tourism and travel industry and will allow for new levels of service to be experienced and provided to our travelers around the world. Uh, we, as a, as a hospitality industry, as hospitality professionals, will have this true ability to give back to those travelers once again all the things that we haven't been able to give to them during this time that we've been shut down. I love that you call it a renaissance. That really sticks out to me because... We are in this time of change, and I think that, you know, that is a really great way of, of looking at it because it is a rebirth in, in a sense. And right now it may seem so hard and so challenging because it's, we're just taking things day by day at this point. But at some point there will be this rebirth and this, it, things will boom again. Um, but it's what happens in the interim, which is always the tricky thing. Uh, now, I know, again, we, you know, we touched on what we're seeing is that maybe less people doing more more jobs, as I had just mentioned. But how do you see the role of the concierge? How has it changed during these times? And maybe how does how do you think it'll change moving forward? Yes, yes. That you know the role of the the concierge is I feel more important now than possibly ever before. 
Because the great thing about having a professional hotel concierge is that they are masters at the ability to multitask. The concierge has the ability to do many different jobs within a hotel and do them successfully with passion and dedication. Whereas other departments are skilled in just that specific job and cannot do the job of concierge. Mm -hmm. So you really, hoteliers have this great tool at their disposal of having a concierge on staff that can do the jobs of multiple individuals, but in one person. Mm -hmm. And it's an unutilized or underutilized uh, skill and, and position that I think hoteliers should really be embracing right now. Mm-hmm. When things return back to normal, the best asset a hotel will have to succeed will be a professional hotel concierge staff. What, I mean, I agree with you 100%. And, it's, and you bring up, it's a great point because... And, I, I know this might light a little bit of a fire <laughs> by saying this is that, you know, there had been that discussion is what uh, sort of is the concierge role a revenue generating role? And I mean, as being concierge, we know that 100 percent they are. But I think that now I'd love for you to touch on that, because all too often, I think hoteliers might miss out on the fact that, you know, actually concierge are hotel revenue generating positions. Absolutely. That thought process, that uh, concept that concierge departments are non-revenue generating is so antiquated and is so untrue. The one thing that if if any hotelier, general manager, uh, industry leader takes out of this uh, discussion is the fact that your concierge and concierge in general are huge revenue producers. And if you don't realize that now, uh, you should for the future because a concierge has the ability to generate revenue in ways you may not realize as of yet. For instance, within your specific property, who's the one actually recommending your in-house amenities? such as your restaurants. Who's the one suggesting to your guests and to your groups to dine in-house and what the benefit is of utilizing your in-house food and beverage services? Who's recommending the amenities of your maybe room service department? Who's selling those to your guests and to your outside callers? It's the concierge. Who's recommending your in-house spa and the services of the spa to your guests? It's the concierge. Who's recommending possibly your transportation services? It's the concierge. And outside of your specific property, let's speak larger to the brand itself. When a traveler is leaving your property and possibly going to another city or to another location, who are they asking for a suggestion but the concierge? And who is that concierge recommending them to? Probably someone within your own brand. Mm-hmm. So they are selling revenue on a larger scale, not just in your specific property, but in your brand as a whole. And on a much larger scale, when you look outside of just the, the actual revenue produced for a certain department or a certain property, what you're looking at is the concierge building a revenue on a scale of return business. Mm-hmm. Because what we are is relationship builders. 
Exactly. <laughs> you have no greater asset when it comes to PR or retention of guests than the hotel concierge. We build lifelong relationships with many of our guests. And many guests will only stay at specific properties due to the relationship that has been built by the hotel concierge and how that hotel concierge department makes that individual feel and how they're cared for. And that speaks of volumes as to the value and the revenue of a concierge department. Oh, you have given me chills. Like it's so, because it's so true. And, and for those that don't know it or see it, it's such a missed out opportunity, but it is 100% and it is all about those relationships. I think all of, all of the different positions, um, you know, within a hotel, I mean, that's what it's all based off of, but you absolutely, you absolutely hit the nail on the head in regards to that. So shifting gears a little bit, um, would, for those, because we have certainly a lot of concierge that will be listening to this, that are listening to this, as well as hoteliers, and I think a lot can learn from that, but what do you recommend for those concierge or other hoteliers that are looking to stay relevant moving forward? You know, staying relevant, especially during this time uh, when there's been so much change and so much uncertainty and so much uh, times of unprecedented uh, experiences is really important right now. It's important to stay as much ahead of the curve as we possibly can and continue to learn and grow as individuals, but also as hoteliers and hospitality professionals. So what I recommend is continuing to challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. Challenge yourself as, not just as an individual by maybe learning something new, but challenge yourself as your profession in, in finding out what is the industry trends, what is happening, not just within my own specific hotel or within uh, my own city, but what's happening on a larger scale, what's happening with brands as a whole, what's happening on a national or global scale. Mm -hmm. Learn a new skill set. If you have downtime during these um, pandemic months and you may be unfortunately uh, removed from your hotel or in a situation or status where you may unfortunately have been laid off or furloughed, uh, sharpen your skill sets. And maybe that means something such as um, learning some, uh, a, a different component to your job, uh, enhancing your understanding of revenue management, or possibly learning another language that could add value to your job, mm -hmm. or learning another skill from another department which could make you a more rounded individual and a, a much more sellable um, feature within the hotel itself. It's just so important not to give up hope and to remember that our profession, the, the profession of hospitality and hoteliers, is one that will never go away because there will always be a human craving to learn, to travel, to experience. And we are the ones that will be providing that opportunity for individuals to have that experience and to travel and to see things. And so if you can make yourself a more valuable player mm -hmm. by being able to learn some new skills when it comes to our industry, I suggest doing that. But most importantly is to realize what a difference you make in society because our industry does 
help to change people's lives, brighten people's days, Mm -hmm. and add experiences that can never be recreated. So, uh, you know, it's to stay strong during difficult times and to know that this will end. Mm-hmm. These challenging days uh, will come to an end. And as we said earlier, there will be a renaissance of travel. There will be a rebirth and a, a rejuvenation uh, of the uh, hotel experience. And I can't wait personally for that to happen. <laughs> same. I say. Well, and, and, you know, you, you bring up this really great point that it's is to not give up that hope and to also keep your skills fresh wait didn't you actually did you become a notary i did and an ordained (laughs) minister okay so you know i had some time off and um you know uh, in this time i thought what is it that i have um I have always thought about possibly doing, but, you know, with busy life and work schedules, I never prioritized. Well, in having this time off, I thought, what could I do during this time that would make me uh, better at my job, a, uh, a more valuable team member, and something that could provide um, an additional service to my hotel guests. So I thought, you know, I'd always wanted to become uh, a notary and offer that service because so often in in hotels, someone at the last (laughs) minute needs a notary service. Always. And if you don't have someone on site that can provide that service, you then have to send a guest out or bring someone in. And that's all about time. And Mm -hmm. time is the greatest value that we have in life. Mm -hmm. So if I can provide ease and uh, and save people time, then that's a huge value. So I wanted to do that. And then came the concept of um, the possibility of becoming ordained. And I know that sounds strange to so many people. (laughs) To another hotelier, it does not sound strange because the number of times that we've been presented with those opportunities or people have just been like, by any chance, are you an ordained minister? And I think in any other industry, people would be like, what, what? But, you know, it is useful. It, it is It is useful. I, You know, people would come up to me uh, when they're on vacation or maybe traveling and they would say, you know, we've had such an amazing experience and we just thought this is such a, a beautiful location. We'd love someone to be able to renew our vows. Or... Uh, we'd love someone to do a commitment service for us. Or unfortunately, um, you know, someone's having a difficult time and they would like um, to just have someone say a few words at a memorial service. And do you know of anybody? Well, for for someone in the hotel industry or the hospitality industry, you may have a list of individuals that you can call. Uh, and as a concierge, you certainly have your uh, your go-tos. But at that last minute... It's sometimes difficult to find someone that can provide that uh, service and that you know will be able to give them the experience they're looking for. And I thought, if I can do that, if I can provide somebody with a measure of of comfort or joy, uh, then I want to be able to do that. And so I thought, allow me to have this skill set that I can provide to my guests. And uh, in a, a last moment, if someone wants a... Um, a, a service of renewal or of commitment, I will be so happy to be able and enjoyed to be able to to provide that for them. So that's something I did during this time off and I'm pleased that I had the chance to do it. I love that you did that and I love that you shared it as well too because all too often it's 
it's very easy to talk about examples of things that you can do, and we can say that all the time, but to then actually go ahead and, and you did it. I did it. And and I'm, I'm pleased that I did it. And, and it gave me something to stay focused on, which was so important mm-hmm. uh, during these months of, of uh, in lockdown. As and we and uncertainty. It, and uncertainty to be able to have something that I could, um, could do, not just for my job, but also for myself. So now if I have a friend that decides, you know, they want to get married, I'm going to offer my services to them and say, I would be so happy to be able to do this. Was that a wink wink towards me? (laughs) Just saying, Sarah. Just saying, hint hint. Hint hint. Hey, we could come out of this this whole period and there could be a whole new Sarah. So, uh, I don't know. (laughs) And it would be be wonderful if I would, what a joy. I mean, as a friend to anyone, when you have someone that, that knows you mm-hmm. and in these important moments in someone's life. So special. It is, it's a joy to be able to, to do that for somebody. And for a guest, um, you know, we've seen that moment where there is, there, there's a moment of joy and, and they're looking for someone that they can trust that understands that mm-hmm. and that we can provide that. And, I know that as a hotelier, that's what we want to bring. We want to bring joy to people's hearts and to people's experiences. And so I thought becoming ordained would be another extension of my career. Uh, and, a, and a beautiful one as well, too. So I'll be knocking on your door in a couple months. I'm kidding. Wow. Wow. Okay. That's for a different show. Um, yes. Anyway. Um, so I, I'd love to hear what you, th- you know, you de- you've talked about, the, as far as like the role of the concierge and but what do you really see as you know the future of the profession mm-hmm. we know it's going to come back you know obviously right now everything is in this sort of holding pattern but how do you see the the future of the profession yes it, it is um right now of course unfortunately we're seeing so much of our our profession that has been really uh, devastated by the the impact of this pandemic. We've seen whole departments and uh, concierge desks that have been unfortunately closed or furloughed, uh, staffing reduced and laid off. And so that's been very traumatic to see. Uh, understandable to a certain extent due to the, the, the ramifications of occupancy and financials. Um, however, still, I think very short-sighted uh, for hotels to do because, as I said earlier, the greatest asset you may have within a hotel is your concierge desk. Um, but with that being said, I do see a great and bright future for our profession of hotel concierge, especially professional hotel concierge such as like Clay Door members. Because once this pendulum swing happens where mm-hmm. travel starts all over again and tourism builds back up, there will be that great renaissance again of people wanting, craving, and needing that human interaction of, of one-on-one knowledge. And no one provides that better than the hotel concierge. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as an example of what's happening right now, um, recently I, I was in another property and I overheard a, um, uh, an individual speaking about an experience which 
they had. They were going to go to a restaurant and she was saying the fact that she went online to, <laughs> uh, to, to find out about the restaurant and, and see if they were, you know, open for business and what the, uh, the requirements were. And, you know, she went on to that, that uh, search engine to get the information. She got the information uh, because unfortunately where she was staying, the hotel did not have concierge available. Uh, during this time, but she went online to find this only to find out she got to the restaurant and the information was inaccurate and Mm. the restaurant was closed. And so then she had to go back online to find another restaurant that she could go to and driving around and what a frustration it was for her to have to search on her own, give, be given misinformation from up unupdated information online and then come back filled with frustration and a ruined evening and i kept thinking to myself that would never have happened had she spoken to a hotel concierge so true because our main job is to make sure that we take care of you and that when we provide you information that information is updated and accurate Mm -hmm. and we follow through on it Mm -hmm. and when they're relying upon technology that is the the pitfall of technology it's not always accurate it's not always updated it costs you time energy and emotion and money and so uh, i see that human interaction coming back in great ways for us i think that the future will be very bright Mm -hmm. because i know people are craving They are. The opportunity to speak to someone one-on-one and have that human interaction and connection, whether it be through plexiglass (laughs) or with a mask on, there's still that need to make uh, human contact. And again, no one provides that true care and connection better than the hospitality industry leaders, which are hotel concierge. Love it. Oh. Oh my gosh, Robert, you're just amazing. And just everything that you share is so spot on. Do you have any final thoughts on the uh, travel recovery process? I mean, I know that you've touched on it. You really see it as being a, a renaissance. But any final thoughts just to leave us? I mean, we're already pretty upbeat, I have to say, but you've given us a lot of hope. But yeah, any final words? Well, thank you. Well, first of all, thank you for this opportunity uh, to to speak about something that I'm passionate about, that I care a great deal about. Uh, it's it's been my my uh, profession for for many many years now, and my final thoughts would be um, for those that have the ability. And once the opportunity presents itself is to get out there and experience life again, to go and travel and to do the things that you haven't been able to do for so long, to embrace the, the, the wonderful places around this world that present themselves to you, to go and stay in a hotel and support <laughs> the industry and to go and visit uh, hotels that have concierge because you're going to find if you haven't used them before, you're going to ask yourself, oh my goodness, <laughs> why haven't I taken advantage of this in the past? Yes. And if you have used hotel concierge before, you're going to you're going to think to yourself, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful that they're back and that I get a chance to utilize them. Uh, but really to go out there to live life to travel well, and to enjoy every single moment that's presented to yourself. I couldn't have said it any better myself. And you know, it really is 
I think that's the perfect sentiment for wrapping up today's show because this show is certainly all about saying yes to travel and that's absolutely you know what you were just saying so Robert thank you again so much for joining me today I really appreciate it and um, I'll be sure um, if anybody wants to be in touch with Robert I'll have all of his information online whether it's LinkedIn all of that good stuff to stay connected uh, because Robert is certainly a wealth of knowledge so I highly recommend um, you know being in touch and with that being said thank you all for tuning in be sure to stay tuned because we have a lot of great interviews coming up And most importantly, always remember to continue to say yes to travel. Thanks again.